stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Not in Hawaii on the weekend, unfortunately. It sounds like uh, Hawaii is um, a beautiful place to visit. But I'm sure that those in Hawaii on Saturday were maybe for a few moments wishing they were somewhere else. What a bizarre story. And I would think for people there, uh, certainly an unnerving story at best. Maybe for some really a terrifying 40 minutes where they were being told that a missile was incoming. This is not a drill, people. Get ready. A missile is headed this way. And if you're in Hawaii, you're not going anywhere anytime soon. You can move around within Hawaii. Uh, but you're way out there on an island. And so, yeah, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Now, by all accounts, some people uh, took it in stride. But for a lot of other people, it was quite something, especially for people with children. What do you do at that point? You're worried that this may be it. Maybe we're all going to die. What do you say to your kids? What do you do? How do you keep them calm? Maybe they're probably going to be aware of it themselves. Just to give you a sense. Uh, Here's one snippet of what it sounded like for those watching TV. Uh, So here's someone who's just watching uh, some Saturday morning uh, English Premier League soccer on NBC. And all of a sudden. To an end, a big. The U.S. Pacific Command has detected a missile threat to Hawaii. A missile may impact on land or sea within minutes. This is not a drill. If you are indoors, stay indoors. If you are outdoors, seek immediate shelter in a building. Remain indoors well away from windows. If you are driving, pull safely to the side of the road and seek shelter in a building or lay on the floor. We will announce when the threat has ended. This is not a drill. Take immediate action measures. Repeat. So that's what they heard. This is not a drill. Uh, I'm sorry. You'd have to be pretty steely to not be completely and totally freaked out by that. I know I would have been. So, yeah, it was a lot for folks to take in. And it wasn't until 38 minutes later, 38 minutes that the word went out that, no, this is a false alarm. This is ABC News reporter Jim Avia explaining that a technician pushed the wrong button He's now been reassigned. He's no longer allowed in the control room with the alert computers or that big button. He's undergoing retraining, and from now on, it will take two buttons and two people to send that island-wide alert. So why wasn't that the case in the first place? It is quite stunning when we learn about, after the fact, how easy it was for this kind of thing to happen. As the Washington Post describes it, from a drop-down menu on a computer program, he saw two options, test missile alert and missile alert. That's how easy it was to freak everybody out, to think that they were all going to die because of the way the system was set up. So sure, this guy screwed up, but he was working with a pretty lousy system. So, again, I mean, this, this is a state issue, right? This is uh, for authorities in Hawaii to answer to. And a lot of people were quick to want to point a finger uh, at the White House. Not in this instance. So, what was it like being there? And a lot of different stories coming to life from folks who were there, how they reacted, what they did when they heard the alert. 
how they felt once they learned it was a false alarm. Uh, joining us via Skype is someone who was in Hawaii over the weekend, still is in Hawaii, as I believe, is a Vancouver-based uh, photographer and photojournalist. Nick Didlick is his name, uh, and he joins us via Skype here. Nick, I uh, really appreciate you making some time for us here. So first of all, tell us where you were and what you were doing when this alert went out. Uh, well, I'm here actually covering the Sony Open. Sony Open is a golf part, a PGA golf uh, tournament, and I was down having breakfast uh, this on this morning uh, with my wife. Uh, we were sitting there enjoying the sun uh, right next to the beach at the Kahala Resort here, just south of Honolulu. And um, you know, my my Android phone gave me this text alert. Then my Apple phone gave me a text alert. Then my iPad gave me a text alert. And I look up, and everybody's sort of looking around, checking their phones. And that was the first that we. Uh, that we heard anything. Now it's been quite something to, to look down at your phone and see that. Yeah, well, especially on multiple devices. You know, you yeah. expect an alert coming from a friend or something on one device, but when basically everybody's devices in a restaurant go off all at the same time, uh, you realize that something's a bit unusual. And uh, we just sort of all looked at it. Some people misread it, said that it was, uh, you know, uh, uh, just a test, but anybody that's uh, read it in detail realized that this was a little uh, abnormal. Um, some of the people in the restaurant looked a little concerned. Uh, for others of us, uh, we just sort of looked at it and thought, "Oh well, you know, somebody's uh, done a, a you know a new hack on things," and uh, uh, we just sort of went about having breakfast. Yeah, and I think at this day and age, I mean, um, there, there are a lot of reasons to be skeptical about these things. It's a mistake. It's a hack. It's a prank. It's it's a hoax. It's it's something like that. But at the same time, I mean, you know, people realize tensions are high with North Korea, and uh, you know, the prospect of the North Koreans lobbing a missile at the U.S. maybe it doesn't sound all that far fetched. So, what, what were people saying? What was the reaction of you and the people around you? Well, everybody was pretty calm. You know, nobody in the in the hotel was uh, really upset until uh, the hotel alert system came on and said that it wasn't a drill that we should all go inside. It's about ten to twelve minutes later after the initial one, saying that we should all go inside, and then you could see people start to get really concerned. Uh, a couple of the hotel staff were um, <laughs> uh, not, uh, you know, a little bit panicky. Um, you know, people that have children. Well, we're a lot more concerned, uh, probably because of their kids, yeah. um, than the rest of us were. You know, I said to my wife, I said, "Well, we should um, probably just go inside and get our cameras and uh, uh, just stay away from the crowd." So it got a little more serious at that point, though. Yeah, I mean, everybody started getting concerned. Um, you, you could see people were fairly agitated because um, you know, there's no more bomb shelters, uh, really. I'm sure there is somewhere on the island, but this is. You know, you prefer you prepare for earthquakes, hurricanes, you know, tornadoes, all those kinds of things. But this is uh, this is really a you know a, a, you know a Cold War era kind of uh, threat, and uh, and people don't know where the bomb shelters are or, or whatever else there is. Right. Yeah. There's really nowhere to go. I mean, that that feeling of potentially being a sitting duck would be unnerving. Uh, so, what did you do at that point then? Well, we went back inside, and I said to my um, wife, "Let's get the, let's uh, let's go get our cameras because if this is uh, going to be a real attack, uh, maybe our last moments would be to you know take a pictures of uh, the mushroom cloud over Honolulu." Yeah. Uh, so that's what you did, right? Then you went and got your cameras. You went well, back we, inside. We just sat down for a little while to see what was the next move was. Uh, uh, the biggest problem, and I've been in a number of situations before, is uh, either communications go down, as in earthquakes. 
you know, if, if you're going to have a blast like that, you don't really want to be near windows. And, the, you know, the other issue is elevators, you know, trying to get into elevators with other people and stuff like that. So um, we just sort of just chilled out for a few minutes. Um, you know, we didn't we weren't really concerned. Um, I mean, maybe it's because I'm, I'm a bit of a news junkie because, you know, I know the tensions had cooled over, uh, you know, over the past couple of weeks. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to Korea for the Olympics and. Uh, I've been watching the news on all that. And, you know, North Korea is now participating in the Olympics. So, you know, things have cooled off for the time period. So I wasn't really that concerned. Um, although when we watched the news that night, you could see that there was a fair bit of panic all over Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So it took a while, but at, at some point then it was finally uh, clarified that, that this was a mistake. This was a false alarm. And I think there's frustration that it took so long. So it was about, what, 40 minutes, we understand? Yeah, it was about 38 minutes or something like that. But um, the biggest problem when you're on an island like Hawaii and it's beautiful, it's sunny, uh, everybody's enjoying the beach, uh, you know, it takes a lot to get you excited because you're in that relaxed mood. And most people, you know, after that, that weren't native Hawaiians just went back and jumped into the ocean. (laughs) Uh, People got over it pretty quick then. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, there's a, a few other Canadians that I know that are on the island, um, uh, you know, and uh, I think most of us just got pretty relaxed and just went back to doing what we're doing. I mean, you know, not to underplay the whole thing. I mean, it is it is a bit disconcerting, and I think that uh, yeah, as I was uh, telling uh, my wife and friends that. You know, it reminded me in the 60s, you know, in the very early 60s of being in elementary school and, and you know, the, the drills that went on. Uh, it reminded me very much of that. And it brings back this sort of haunting memory of what it was like being a kid in that situation. And I think that for people that are younger than me and younger have younger families, it would have been pretty terrifying not knowing what to do next. Um, th- I think the biggest problem was that there was – there was really no flow of information coming after it because it was a mistake. I think that, you know, if it was if it, if everything was real, there would have been a number of different kinds of alerts come out from the phones and, and other devices. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, if you weren't, um, you know, if you weren't in this business and if you, you know, hadn't experienced things before, it would have probably been pretty terrifying, I could imagine. And that's what we saw in the news. I mean, people running red lights and, and trying to race home. I mean, we're not we're not local Hawaiians. And so we probably didn't realize the same level of threat. I mean, I have friends that live in Tokyo, you know, during those missile launches and, and they're really concerned. Um, you know, the Japanese, they live at this little higher level of anxiety than, than we do in Canada. Um, and that's probably why I was a little bit more relaxed than the average Joe. Well, quite an experience nonetheless. Uh, Nick, glad you could make some time for us here. Uh, thanks so much for this. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much. All right, there you go. That's uh, Nick Didlick. He's a Vancouver-based uh, photojournalist uh, joining us via Skype from Hawaii. He's uh, he's there covering a golf event, still there, uh, nickdidlick.com, by the way. Uh, so his own experience. So he was there with his wife. And yeah, it would be totally different, I think, if you're there with your kids. I mean, if your kids are at home and you're away on vacation, I mean, the thought of making them orphans is, is pretty depressing, but at least you would know they were safe. Right, because this alert didn't say anything about a North Korean missile, but I think the implication would be pretty obvious. So yeah, if the North Koreans were able to lob a missile at Hawaii, it would be terrible news for everyone in Hawaii. Uh, but most other people would be okay, and it would be the beginning of the end of the North Korean regime. But it wouldn't be the beginning of the end of the world, right? Not quite the same situation as, oh, that's a Soviet missile. Well, here we go. It's world annihilation. 
So it puts a different spin, I think, because that's what everyone would assume if they believed it was real, that, oh, here we go, the North Koreans are, are crazy enough to, uh, to go this far. Now we're all going to die, at least all of us here in Hawaii. So, yeah, that would be pretty terrifying. I got this text here. It says, my husband works in Hawaii. I can't even imagine. I'm very grateful he was home in Calgary when this happened. Yeah, no kidding. That's the other thing, right? For people not in Hawaii hear about this, and you think, holy crap. Somebody I know, somebody I care about, somebody I love is there. What are they going to do? Got a text here from Chris, though, raises an interesting point. Says, Rob, not to make light of the Hawaii issue, as I'm sure most were genuinely panicked and frightened. But on the lighter side, I wonder what kind of increase in the birth rate will be seen, oh, say, the beginning of October. Interesting point. I guess we'll have to wait and see. 974-8255 is our number 974-TALK. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.